The phase of the moon grows this week as its illuminated side turns more toward Earth. It will look oval in shape, called a gibbous moon, growing more round with each passing night. By November 30th, it will be officially full, rising just north of east after sunset. Many civilizations have come up with unique names for the full moon in each month, and that's especially true of the Native Americans. To the Algonquin people, this was the time to set beaver traps before the swamps froze to ensure a supply of warm winter furs, and so the November full moon was often called the beaver moon. Others say the name comes from the busy beavers building their winter dams. Other November full moon names include the Frost Moon and the Hunter's Moon, for obvious reasons. In terms of observing, the full moon may not seem to offer much detail when viewed through binoculars or a telescope. That's because the direct sunlight on its surface offers no shadows, making it harder to see any surface relief. But it is a good time to look for the bright ray structures emanating from some of the big fresh craters. These look like splashes of brighter material radiating outward across the lunar surface. The finest example is low in the moon's southern hemisphere, called Tycho Crater. The rays are bright because it's believed this impact happened only 100 million years ago. Through binoculars, you can get a nice view of the large, round, dark-colored basins on the moon. These are called maria and show where ancient asteroids impacted the moon. The resulting collisions caused basaltic lava to fill the basins, making them look flat and dark. Putting some of the Maria together in our mind has yielded impressions like the man in the moon or the rabbit in the moon. With the Delta College Planetarium in Bay City, I'm Mike Murray.